Generation of Kings. Alright, so let's look into the word. Digina Kuvinikinia. The Archbishop had also heard his pastor preach before he became the Archbishop. Heard his pastor preach that God was able to raise the dead after the service. The Archbishop went to Grammy. He wasn't the Archbishop then. Brother Benson. <laughs> went to Grammy, the pastor, and said, Pastor, this thing you preached, is it true? He said, yes. He said, Jesus raised the dead. Yes. He said, can I raise the dead? Yes. Have you raised the dead? No, I have not. But can I raise the dead? Yes. He was so desperate, he drove on his bike around Benin for hours, crying out with a loud voice, Is there anyone dead here? Is there anyone dead here? That is faith. Faith is not just what you do when the problem comes. Faith is also you looking for the problem to solve it. There's a level, you know, God has been building us, building us up. Remember two months ago, I was big on audacity. Now you're about to put order in this city. What we're learning now is the, the supernatural workings behind it. So this is not ignorant courage. This is informed confidence. You know what you are doing. I was saying to one of us earlier today, I said, healing is so spiritually scientific. It's a predictable outcome. When you boil water and put gary in it, you don't wonder why it's becoming bad if you turn it right. You're not scared that ah, a pounder will just come out. Oh my gosh. What if beans Amala just comes out of this Indominus? That would be weird. When you put in the word, you're not scared that cancer will remain there. The word, he says, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall go forth and accomplish and prosper in that which I've sent it. So every message has a divine mission. Every series, every teaching, every inspiration that wells up in your spirit. There's an assignment. Are you here now? So let's go to Matthew Chapter 9 from Bina Kune Pine Pina. Matthew 9, chapter from verse 35 to 38. That's going to be our first reading. Quite a number of readings today because we want to see the scriptures. I like you to hear it, but also to see it, write it. You go and muse on it, meditate, you know, speak to yourself. Okay, let's go. 35 to 38, at the count of 3, 2, we go. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers to his harvest. Now, 
You know, many times when we think about the harvest is plentiful and laborers are few, do you know what we think about? Evangelism. And what? Soul winning. But do you see the context in which he's dealing with this? The context in which he's dealing with this, the Bible doesn't say, and Jesus went and saw club, people clubbing and people having sexual immorality and people smoking weed on Fagbo, Fagbo, Fagbo. Check me. What are the things she was calling in that video? What are the things? Tell me. All those things, right? You've not seen that video. Now, no, the Bible doesn't say Jesus saw people doing the things we want to save them from. Watch this. The Bible says that Jesus saw people who were sick. Who were oppressed of the devil. Who had sickness and disease. And his solution is that these people have not been harvested. Because harvested people are entitled to healthy lives. Not just entitled, they are supposed to be co-laborers. To spread the hell of the life. See, in Kings, one of our assignments in this season and beyond is to make wholesomeness viral. Because there's healing, that's one stage. There's health, then there's wholeness. And I can't deal with all three today. I think I can deal with just healing in the first service. I might touch on health in the second service. David, God wants you not just to be a recipient of healing. He wants you to be a dispenser of divine health. As a matter of fact, you see, when we think about, and we look at a couple of scriptures, when we think about, you know, that story of the woman with the issue of blood, the woman with the issue of blood kept on saying to herself, if only I can touch the helm of his garment, I will be made whole. And so many times when we see that scripture, or we hear it preached in our minds, we're thinking, I am the woman with the issue of blood, if only I can touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Can I tell you something? You are not the woman with the issue of blood. You are a part of the body of Christ. You are the one that people need to touch something touching you for them to be healed. Because the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one body. Who are those I'm speaking to? There's one body with the Lord. You are not the woman trying to touch. You are a part of the body they are trying to come in contact with. The paradigm has to be different. I told you, Jesus didn't give you an upgraded version of the old man. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. One of the characteristics of that creature is that creature does not fall sick. He doesn't fall sick. This is a reality. This is a reality. I don't know if it happened to you when you were a little boy. You used to dig and work on the floor, walk through there, just play, right? I don't know if anybody did that. I used to do a lot of exploration and stuff. So what are you looking for? I don't know. Just looking for stuff. And as you're digging, you now discover maybe there's a coin or there's a treasure box or something in there. That is how the mysteries of the kingdom have been hidden from many. The Bible says 
that in Christ are all are hid. They are hid. All the treasures of knowledge and wisdom. So even in Christ, some things are hidden, not from you, but for you. Why does God hide them? Because there's a becoming in your journey of discovery. So I will give you the keys of the kingdom. But when I give you those keys, I'll place them in different parts of the house so that you can search. <laughs> it's like you have a flatmate. You live in the same house. And you're leaving the house. You know you keep the key in a place where somebody has to look for it except they are told. Thankfully, we're not those who are searching blindly. We have the light of God's word to see what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. So Jesus sees this multitude and he says, <laughs> thank you, media. And he says, this people, they've not been harvested. So the enemy is dealing with them anyhow, anyhow. He does not say the harvest is plenteous when he sees people telling lies. Ah, this is about lying, oh, lying. Or when he sees people fornicating, hey, fornicators. He sees them sick and is like, what is this? This is an aberration of the man I made. What is this growth he's learning to live with? What is this spinal distortion she's adjusting to walk with? No! Everything abnormal in your life, I command to receive the life of God right now. In the name of Jesus, I channel the energy of God and I come against fibroids, I come against migraine, I come against goiter, I come against growth, I come against strange secretion, I come against ankle joints, pains, ankle pains, joint pain, neck pain, every disorder in the spinal cord. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. And see, Jesus is not, he's not a detached doctor. Somebody say, Dr. Jesus. He's not a detached doctor, just aloof. Like, eh, hey, so that's what you're going through. <laughs> it's okay, everybody goes through something. Mm-mm. 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 So everybody has something they're managing, not me. Now, this is not out of pride. This is out of your identity. What was identity? Out of your ID entity. Entity is a whole being. Your ID is from wholeness. So when you hear identity crisis, that means that person's ID has been fractured from their entity. You have to be well first before you become a well to other people. Because if you believe that everybody's managing something and somebody tells you they are sick, you won't have that divine rage within you. If you're struggling financially and somebody tells you they're struggling financially, be like all of us are, we're not all are you here then? So I say, hey, but my dad is a prayer man. My, I understand. Let's sort you out first. Let's get you sorted first. When you are sorted and you are carrying the energy of God, and there's a sudden confidence in your spirit, your presence in that house will lift the atmosphere first. You're not panicking like everybody else. 
it does not mean you are not touched. See, Jesus was touched, but he was not tortured. Some say I'm touched, but I'm not touched by it. But when he saw the multitudes, he was what? Moved with compassion for them. Why? Because they were weary, they were tired. And they were like sheep having no shepherd. Now, so what was the point that you are not the person, God's imagery of you, God's avatar of you. It's not that of, you know, this desperate person who has sicknesses, Ill, ailments, and illnesses, right? Let's try to stop. Mm -mm, that's not God's image. God's image is that you are already healed. God's image is that you are one with Christ. And don't forget what the Bible says. It doesn't just say that you are healed because you're in Christ. He says that you are one body. Not just one spirit. You are one body. Let's practice. Somebody say this is the hand of Jesus. Say this is the hand of Jesus. Say this is the leg of Jesus. So if you feel pain, say Jesus, this is your leg. Oh. In the name of Jesus, I command this pain to go now. Are you hearing that? The kidney of Jesus. The lungs of Jesus. The heart of Jesus. It's amazing how we believe we have the mind of Christ, but not the body of Christ. It's just another level. When Paul prays, he said, I pray that God will present you holy, spirit, soul, and body. Don't keep the redemptive rights sequestered to the spirit alone. The river was flowing Ezekiel 47 from under the temple but it didn't stop from under the altar. The altar represents the base of agreement with God which is the spirit. But guess what? It flows outside the altar outside the temple and through the door and it begins to flow so the energy of the spirit of god which is reposed in your spirit man he's not supposed to be trapped in your spirit man it's supposed to be channeled through your mind your emotions your will your convictions to your body the river if you check it it kept on flowing to a point where no man could cross the bible says that healed everything by the banks in other words, the river will get to the bank. You can bank on it. <laughs> and if you bank on it, you cash out with your healing. Come on now. You cash out with your miracle. You cash out with your freedom. Where are those who are getting ready to make some withdrawals from the river of God, from the energy of the spirit? Where are those who are making some withdrawals? In fact, where are those who are swimming in the river, who are moving in the river, who are jumping in the river, who are diving in the river? Where are my river men and river women? Oh, if you have a holler, release the holler. If you have a shout, release a shout. If you have a clap, release. Where, where, where are those? It's real. It's just as real as the fact that you are saved. Somebody say, I'm healed. Now, are you saved or not? Is your name in the book of life? Are you accepted in the beloved? 
Are you one with Christ? Are there days you don't feel like it? Similarly, you are healed, but there are days you may not feel like it. It does not change what is written. Let's go to Mark chapter 16 very quickly. Mark 16. Thank you. Verse 15 says, And he said unto them, Do what? Go into all the world. Somebody say, I have a global passport to minister the gospel, to administer healing, to bring change. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to what? you know for the longest time in my life whenever I read this whenever I read this I would think go into all the world and preach the gospel to every human being <laughs> let me let somebody digest that let me let <laughs> You are about to become a divine bad guy. It is a preach to every human being, to every creature. What is the gospel? God so loved the world. He gave a son. He comes as a son and he redeems man from sin and the operation of death. He dies legitimately. He has resurrected now and is seated at the rise of the Father. Those are the four components of the gospel. Now, because of the gospel, certain things must happen. And certain things must not happen. So, the gospel is the central message that sets things on course according to divine design. So, when it says, preach the gospel to every creature, you speak to that body or that enzyme or that organism, Jesus died for you not to misbehave. Are you hearing that? You speak to the snake, you are not allowed to bite me because by the gospel, the order has been changed. You cannot harm me because I'm set above you. You preach the gospel to Lazarus who's dead. He's a creature. Lazarus come forth. Why? I have the keys to life and death. If it's a created thing, it can respond to the gospel. Somebody just caught something. Everything will begin to align. That's why Paul calls it the message of first importance which means that there's a gospel of the redemption the overall gospel is the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of redemption is central to the gospel of the kingdom because you cannot become a citizen of the kingdom without the gospel of salvation are you hearing that so the gospel of salvation is the door you enter through the door but the gospel of the kingdom is the entire universe are you getting that? That's why you notice in Matthew chapter 9, when he ministers to them, the Bible says that he was teaching. Number one. Number two, what was he preaching? Matthew chapter 9, give it to us. What was he preaching? 
The gospel of what? He was not preaching the gospel of salvation. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What's the difference? They are two. The gospel of salvation is the initial message for the gospel of the kingdom. You cannot be a citizen of the kingdom without salvation. But you can be a beneficiary of the kingdom without salvation. A king that takes care of only his own citizens is not that influential. This is the reason foreign governments give grants to Africa. But it's a demonstration of influence. Are you getting this? If the only people you give money to are your immediate family members, you're not that wealthy. There's a dimension of wealth where there's so much that you're looking for who's broke. Or oh, you don't know. Some of you will experience it. That amen sounds like it needs the gospel of the kingdom. Is somebody's confidence rising? Is somebody's faith, by the way, confidence is confident with faith. Is somebody's faith rising? So casting away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Now, what does that mean? Many of your rewards are connected not just to your faithfulness, but to your confidence. So your confidence is a harvester of rewards. That's why sometimes people who have more confidence get more rewards than those who have more competence. <laughs> are we good? All right. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, Jesus, you're in me. This is your hand. This is your leg. This is your lip. These are your eyes. You know, for some of you who've had some eye challenges, you know what will happen? The light of God from within your spirit will literally carry out phototherapy on your corneas and your, and your pupils. If I can touch that in this service, I will, if not second service or midweek service. I'm telling you, this thing is so real. It's so real. I will show you how every invention of medicine, every discovery of medicine has a kingdom origin. It's just an echo of what is. Last week we looked at Moses, right? In the wilderness, I believe Numbers 21, where they were going through the wilderness and snakes were biting them. And God said, make a bronze serpent. And anybody who looks at it, should be how does somebody get healed by looking? To the ultimate people, it would have been very, 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 very weird. But I don't even know that they now perform surgery by you just looking. Are you aware? That your eyes can be treated with light. Are you getting that? And that most of what goes into your body in terms of what you retain is visually transmitted. So when it says, looking unto who? Who is he? Somebody say he's the author and the finisher. Say he will finish it. For those who have their healing and progress, he will finish it. God has no abandoned projects. Jesus is not a dropout. 
Where it starts a course, he finishes it. Where it starts your healing, he completes it. When he starts your salvation, it's already done. Jesus is not a dropout. Who are those I'm speaking to? This is not really the service of analysis. This is the service of engagement and response and responsibility. Somebody shout, it is finished. Now, he was teaching, then he was preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom. Teaching, which means explaining. Preaching, which means proclaiming or declaring. Now, the gospel of the kingdom makes God's supply available to everyone who hears it. The gospel of salvation makes God's identity available to everybody who believes it. What's the gospel of the kingdom? That God is king. And when he's in the place, he can address any issue. By the gospel of the kingdom, even those who are not believers can be healed. Oh my goodness. That's why the Bible says that God causes his reign to come upon who? The good and the evil. Where it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. That's the gospel of salvation. He has to come to the Father. When it comes to the Father, who's the Father? He's king. And so through the engagement of God or our walk with God, we come into the benefits of the kingdom. The inheritance that are completely preserved for those who are believers in the kingdom. So what are some of the benefits that unbelievers can get? Unbelievers, they can get healing. But they can experience intimate worship. Healing is of the body. Worship is of the spirit. Their spirits are not alive unto God. So they can dance and gyrate. But there's no communion with God. Are you getting the point? Now many believers tend to flip it. They now say, I'm worshiping God. But they don't believe God for their healing. So when many believers don't see their healing, you know what they're thinking in their minds? Maybe because I kissed somebody three months ago. Maybe because of the, are you seeing that? Maybe because of the abortion that I had when I was 21. Maybe because, oh, God said I should do percentage giving and I've not done it in two months. Now, why would you think a father who heals people that are not his children will not heal you as a child just because you're still learning something? If you want to clap, do it from your heart. If you want. Are you getting the point here? Can I ask you a question? We'll look at quite a number of healing scriptures. Have you seen any place in the Bible where somebody <laughs> came to Jesus for healing and Jesus said, ah, before I heal you, tell me about your diet. You will be eating bread, 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 bread. Too much carbs. Now you look black like carbon. Carbs, carbon. Carbon copy of sickness. Is it in the Bible? Did you see any place where it's Oh, of course, fornicator. What do you expect? <laughs> STI, your portion. Do you see it in the Bible? 
Do you see him saying, eh, you that you don't believe in me now. So God, Jesus never shames anybody, but he heals everybody. The gospel of the kingdom is that God's influence is here. And when God's influence is here, if you connect via the Wi-Fi of faith, you can download healings. Oh, don't let your voices drop on the miracles now. Don't get distracted. Some of you here are getting distracted. Are you getting the point? Over there, you get on the point. Now, Matthew 16, see what it says. Said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every, every. Jesus spoke, spoke to trees, <laughs> spoke to dead bodies. He said, you can speak to mountains. To the winds and the waves. We are not told, it's not in the Bible, but I'm almost sure that when he was walking on water, he spoke to some fish. My Jamie, holy Jamie, calm down. Because if you're walk, walking over that distance, there will be some fish. Ha! Food has come, food has come, food has come for you and who? Shut up. Are you here now? Now, we'll look at it in the second service where the Bible says that he rebukes spirits, he casts out spirits by his word. Spirits are not physical material, but they are spiritual material. They have spiritual material. You can't cast out anything if that thing is nothing. For you to cast something out, that thing is a thing. And it's not just a figment because a spirit has to be discernible for it to be cast out. Are you following this? So when the Bible says cast out spirit with his word, that means that words are also substantial in the spirit realm. A word is a quantity. Not just the word of God, your words. Every word you utter mobilizes a spirit. Activates a spirit. Gingers a spirit. Pray the gospel unto every creature. Look at verse 16. Let's go. Am I slow enough for you to understand? Am I slow enough for you to understand? Because I wanted to get it, to own it, to believe it, to walk in it. But he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17, go real quick. And these signs will follow those who believe in keep going my name they will cast out demons keep going they will how will they cast out demons words how will they speak with new tongues tongues alright let's go and they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will <laughs> he 
it is your responsibility to lay hands on them. It is their responsibility to recover. Stop allowing your logic and overthinking get in the way of God's power in you. Do you know one of the reasons many unlearned people did a lot of miracles in the Bible? They didn't have enough logic to obstruct the low flow of power. When you're speaking to your grandma and you tell her, Grandma, eteba, 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 shit in my time, you need to. Ah, my elite, ekinche teni, play tennis. What I just said is, when you speak to your grandmother, press it like this, press it like that, do it like that. She's not thinking about Ohm's law or Schrodinger's or Schrodinger's equation or Boyle's law or Isaac Newton. She's not thinking about a body will remain in a state of rest. Just she's just kicking the ball. Jesus said, "Just cast out the demon. Don't ask it for its name." Just lay hands on the sickness. Don't analyze how long it's been there. It may be long, but you belong to a higher kingdom. What happened with many of us is that we got born again, so we became new creature, but we didn't know the technology of new. We try to operate the old technology with a new life. <laughs> so we're still very comfortable using the medication and the drugs. We just plead the blood of Jesus over the Panadol. I plead the blood over this paracetamol. <laughs> How about use the power that that blood has made available to rebuke, like Oge did, rebuke the sickness. And flex the God life on the inside of you. For a start. You have muscles. You just need to gym. <laughs> are you getting this? You just need to gym. The muscles are there. Muscles are not given to you after you get to the gym. The muscles you were born with become stronger and more visible when you work out. The Bible says, work out your salvation. And what do you do when you work out? You sort of like... What you're doing is that you are resisting. Resistance training. You resist the devil. It's part of your workout regimen. You resist the pain. It's part of your work. When you're lifting the dumbbells, you are resisting the weights. You are pulling your weight. Oh, some people are watching like I'm an entertainer or performer. I'm speaking to you about your realities that you ought to engage. That's what you do. You work it out. Build the divine health muscles until you go, wow. So this year, I didn't have stomach ache. I didn't have headache. I didn't have spinal ache. 
Why? Your cells will get the memo. <laughs> Your body is going to get the memo that there's a new occupant in town and he's a doctor. My doctor does not live far away. My doctor lives on the inside of me. I'm a divine hospital. Remove the H sound. I'm a divine hospital. Me and my doctor, us together. We speak all. Jesus would. Jesus was so conscious of the God life that his part. When he was spit, when they're irritated, when their body chemicals are acting funny, when they don't want something, even was considered waste material became healing material. Why the God life is always looking for media to travel through. But it operates by consciousness and confidence. Consciousness of my identity and confidence to walk in it. Are we getting that? Look at your neighbor, say, You are a temple of wholeness. T O W. So you can toll broken down bodies. You can. Oh, you didn't get that. Temple of wholeness tow you can tow broken bodies and broken you can pull them out of that place and you can fix them with the word of god part of why for some of you the bible says you know that text says that they were weary part of why some of us are weary is because you are not flexing the divine life you know how i know isaiah 40 from verse 30 he said do you not know have you not heard that god the everlasting god is never weary Peter, you know the tire. I'm flexing the God life. You know, that's how we roll. Me and my God, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Me and my God, that's how we roll. That's how you You begin to walk like the person you walk with. Have you not noticed? Mazi has not helped me today. If Mazi and I are walking, Mazi, come help me. By the way, we had a great time recording three songs on Sunday, on Sunday, on Friday. It was beautiful, beautiful. Now, you stand over here and just walk. Just walk. I want to walk with him. I want to keep walking. Just, I want to walk with him. I want to walk with me. Are his legs longer than me? Mine, rather. Are they longer? Have I caught up with him? Have I caught up with him? Have I caught up with him? Pretty much. Right? There might be a few lags, but typically... Why? Generally, your pace will be adjusted to the pace of the person you walk the closest with. Enoch walked with God and it was caught up into God's address. He took steps. Otilo is gone. He took steps with God and he was gone from sickness. Gone from disease, gone from bitterness, gone from shame, gone from reproach, gone from infirmity because your body will get caught up eventually. It's called hapazo or a taken away rapture. But there are many raptures in the journey of a believer where you are raptured into glory, raptured into faith, rapture. Are you seeing that now? 
does not appear, we shall be like when we see him, but we know that when we see him, we shall be like him, beholding us in the glass, the glory of God. We are now in the season. We are being changed from glory to glory. High five somebody, say you carry virtue. You carry virtue. Carry virtue. This is not somebody trying to psych you. <laughs> you know, people say things like, eh, but how about if God wants to teach me a lesson? With sickness. With sickness. This is your God now. He's an idol. Wants to teach me a lesson with sickness. No problem. That's what God wants to do, right? All right, when you become a father, I'm suspecting that one of the things that you want to do is your child broke a plate. Like, eh? You've broken the plate? Great. Please give me a gun. Stand there. Hold your hand right now. How many bullets do you have? Two. Add more, add more, add more. Six. Good. Pew. Ah, daddy, daddy. Oh, I'm just getting started. You must learn today. Ah, daddy, I'm sorry. Are you really sorry? Beg me fast to show that you have repented. Give me an offering. People that killed Jesus, he healed them, knowing that they will kill him. The devil has found a way to fabricate demonic ideologies to stop people from experiencing healing maybe you don't use bullets you get snake say hey go and sleep tonight when you sleep <laughs> find me hey, you walk in the zoo Abby yes I need it <laughs> I need a lion a cobra adder sniper and monkey <laughs> and baboon 1.30 a.m. release them inside ah! then that, mm, go lion go lion go so now, now if you see, see how ridiculous it is right so why do we think God is like that I heard someone say oh so for the first time you can understand the father's love regarding this your illness does not glorify God, even though God can get the glory out of it. Are we seeing this now? Remember that man that was blind? John chapter 9. The disciples were going by and they started speaking, they started speaking, they started speaking. They said, Who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Ah. Uh -uh. You understand question? The question is faulty. Who sinned this man or his parents that was born blind? When did he commit the sin? Because he was born blind. Are you following? Is it reverse blindness or what? So if he sinned, he sinned in the womb. Then God said, I punish you. Blindness. No, I can't see. Good for you. Are you seeing that? Because when we don't understand God's mind, 
on sicknesses and illnesses we will become judges and analysts instead of being health facilitators Jesus said it wasn't anybody that sinned but that the glory of God might be revealed now some people are going to be like God caused the blindness who told you there are genetic issues are you following that what God does is that he will get the glory out of it but he didn't give you cancer, tuberculosis, asphyxiation, shortness of breath. I really want, you have, have shortness of breath so with every breath, you know, every, everything that has breath. With every breath. Are you seeing that? You know, God has been very misrepresented. And you know, part of it is, we, the body of Christ, have not done a great job at exporting the character and the nature of God. Please, this week, if anybody tells you I'm ill, tell them, oh, wow, can I pray for you? Say, can I pray? Pray! Say, shall go. Somebody say, I go into all the world I preach the gospel unto every creature I baptize them in the Christ I speak what's over them they are healed no sickness no disease no ailment defies the power of God at work in me in the name of Jesus Now, let's look at a couple of... Thank you, uh, Mazi. Let's look at... Let me see if I can define something a little bit then I'll touch on some other stuff. Some might be wondering, what's a disease, what's a sickness, what's an illness? Media can help us with that. There's a certain professor of medicine, a general practitioner called Marshall Marinka, and he defined diseases or disease as a pathological process most often physical as in throat infection or cancer of the bronchus sometimes undetermined in origin as in schizophrenia so the disease is a an obvious observable deviation from natural progression of biology if the biological system has a marked deviation something that they can measure they can see doc help me if i'm wrong let me know Am I correct? Okay. So, yeah, wrong pastor. Yeah, wrong. She says, she, says I'm, she says I'm correct. She says I'm correct. Right? So if, if there is a pathological, is a, and there's a process, okay? A deviation from what should be, it's a disease. Now, what's an illness? An illness is a feeling. Right? An illness is a feeling. Give us the illness slide. <laughs> Not the ill slide, the slide on which there's illness. Sorry, the definition of illness, right? It's a, it's a feeling, an experience of unhealth, which is entirely personal. Yes. Medical, it is a professor of medicine saying this. The illness is a personal thing, an experience of unhealth, which is entirely personal, interior to the person of the patient. Now, this is important because by the time I get to talking about the word of God being health to all their flesh 
and life to their bones, you will understand that your resistance against sickness, even as a natural human being, starts from within first. Isn't that so? Often it accompanies disease, but the disease may be undeclared, as in the early stages of cancer or tuberculosis or diabetes. Sometimes illness exists where no disease can be found. So sometimes you just feel this malaise, this feeling of unwellness. You don't feel like you're together. It's an illness, right? Now what's sickness? Sickness is the external and public mood of unhealth. And I like the way he put it about sickness. He says sickness is a social role. A status. Look and they will say I'm not sick. A negotiated position in the world. A bargain struck between the person henceforth called sick and a society which is prepared to recognize and sustain him. I don't know why you put that H in capital, Sha, because it's not good. So, in a nutshell, the brief peroration, synopsis. Disease is the pathological process, division from biological norm. Illness is the patient's experience of ill health, sometimes when no disease can, disease can be found. And sickness is the role negotiated with society. So, when you say you are sick, you are saying, I've assumed this position. This status in society that I am sick. Says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So what should you say? You say, I'm feeling unwell. I feel unwell. But I am healed. I am healed. I am whole. I am strong in the law and the power of his might. My body is redeemed. Are we following this? How many of you know that there have been times you felt ill, then you went to the doctor and said there was nothing wrong? Because illness is personal. Right? How many of you know some people that always feel ill? Do you know that eventually some people become sick because they are crushing on a nurse? Is that, is that not so? Doc, is that so? They'll be malingering because they want to spend more time in the presence of their queen or somebody else's queen. Now, how many of you also know that somebody can assume a status of sickness and some of you did it as children because the maternal affection of your mother became overt not me please help me kill a goat for you how many pound yam pepper soup when nobody's in the room yeah up and about once you hear You 
you know why you wonder why was it that Jesus many times when people were ill they say what do you want me to do for you because not everybody who's feeling ill wants to be well some people have a sense of self from the sympathy of society based on their status of sickness so don't assume that everybody wants to get well some people want to stay by the wayside so that they can keep using the illness to siphon funds from different people and say I'm raising money for this and at some point you go I thought you had the surgery three months ago oh and yes but this it was really surge not three are we seeing this this is also why you need to tackle it in your own life because some people feel their lives will become boring if they don't get ill. Look at your neighbor, say, Stop feeling sorry for yourself and stop making excuses for your situation. Look at somebody else, say, 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 Stop feeling sorry for yourself and stop making excuses for your situation anybody getting blessed today celebrate Jesus with a shout and a clap so these are three different things but see what I love about Dr. Jesus whether it's a sickness whether it's an illness whether it's a disease they all stop when Jesus is in the room Whatever the term is, he is the terminator. Are you seeing that? What is disease? Disease is the real pathological process. This is where something is really happening physically. But what is disease? Disease is dis-ease. Something that wants to dis your ease disconnected from ease which means that God's original plan for your life was for your life to be easy that's why Jesus comes and says if anyone is weary and heavy laden let him come to me and I'll give him rest rest is the root word for restoration when you rest you will find your ration when you rest in his oration you will find the rest of your ration Oh, somebody hear what I just said. This oration is the declaration of your healing, of your favor, of your life, of the newness. What it means is if your kidney is bad, he can change it. If your brain is defunct, he can boost it. If your bones are getting weary, he can strengthen them. If your loins are acting funny, Jesus is not the kind of doctor that has to wait for a specialist hospital to send him an ambulance. He is the ambulance. He is the siren. He's the surgeon. He's the theater and he has no jokes come on come on he is life he is resurrection and he is life where are those i'm talking to because some people right here i want to preach you into a place in god where you understand no sickness is too complicated no disease is too difficult no illness is so long standing that jesus cannot bench it high five somebody with a smile on your face and tell that person Dr. Jesus is up to the task. Dr. Jesus is in the house. Dr. Jesus is sorting you out. Dr. G. Say this is 
the body of Jesus. You know how they put signs on different things. When you're about to go to certain embassies, no pets allowed. When you want to go in certain restaurants, no smoking allowed. When you want to go in certain hospitals, no guns allowed. Well, you need to put a signpost on your building, on your body. No cancer allowed. No arthritis allowed. No tuberculosis allowed. No leukemia allowed. No blood disease allowed. Are you putting of the signposts or what call whatever it is by name and say you are not allowed in this place no pet someone say but it's my pet sickness what do you mean it's my pet disease and by the way, even the cause of this week, you feel something funny around your body. It does not mean the word does not work. It means it's time for you to walk the word. Because Jesus is not theoretical, he's practical. So when you sense something, say, here comes my practical class. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the knee pain. I rebuke the ankle pain. Can somebody say, in the name of Jesus? Everybody stand up. If you're still sitting, could it be that you need to build your energy base? Say, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Jesus lives in me. Jesus dwells in me. The energy of the spirits is surging through my being. The life of Christ is pouring through every part of me. All my cells are saturated in God. All my muscles are well toned by the truth of the gospel. My bones, they are fat and flourishing. I produce the right amount of chemicals and hormones every day of my life in the name of Jesus. Come and make some declarations by yourself. When you make those declarations, be bold, be loud, be audacious. Be bold, be loud, be audacious. Oh, Baniga Banina Capando Sinacata. Aria Suvecla to Maria Tanatia, Ukenda Niga Tatata to Bela. Healing virtue is flowing in the house. Healing streams are flowing in the house. Healing graces are flowing in the house. Somebody, you're in the school. You're in the school. The reason you have to go through this process is so that you will know it's not by fluke. It's not just because there was a great man of God somewhere. It's not, no, 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 no. There's a process in the spirit, and the Bible says this sign shall follow. Not apostles, not prophets, not evangelists not pastors, not teachers. If you believe in Christ, you are entitled to having the signs follow you. You don't need to go to Bible school for you to have the Bible in your school. You don't have to be a theological seminarian for you to be a divine inseminator. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Might as well remain stand as we look at those remaining scriptures. Many scriptures that show that Jesus healed all. Somebody say all. Luke 4, 38 to 40. Luke 4, 38 to 40. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick. With a what? High fever. High fever. Now this fever has gone to high school. 
degree. It's thermometer. Boom! Kilo me, kilo me, kilo meter. Kilo me, what is it breathing on a meter? The fever. Ooh, you choke. High fever. No matter how high the fever is, the fever is not the most high. Somebody hear what I just said. No matter how high the fever is, the fever is not the most high. When you confront illnesses, don't confront them from the basis of how long, how high, how severe, how great. Mm -mm. He says that you may know the love of God. What is the death? What is the height? What is the length? What is the breadth? He says the law past all knowledge. That means that God's love is longer than that illness. God's love is deeper than that sickness. God's passion to see you whole is more intense than the severity of that sickness. Are you here now? See that? Now I arose from synagogue and entered Simon's house, but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. Verse 39. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever. And it do you know many believers think that God is using the fever to rebuke them? If God was using the fever to rebuke her, she would have said, eh, no, eh, eh. Fever, fever. Of course, uh, I will ascend her now. Now we do am now. Now we now. In my good day. Fever goes, I'm going to go there. <laughs> Are you following this? Now, for those who are hell-bent, because it can't be heaven-bent on this one. If you are hell-bent, sickness is from God, is from God. Why would God reverse what God did? When the Bible says, whatever the Lord does shall be forever. So if God does sickness, that sickness was finished. Do you understand? Because God did finish work. God is committed to his action. So if he sends you sickness, who are you? He finish you. Now, don't ask yourself, <laughs> is it God's will for the person to be healed? Okay? Because in the service, we'll claim that work in that second service might administer healing one to another right <laughs> don't say is it God's will for the person to be to be healed then what was the other part or for him to die for God okay God to give person the grace to go through the sin amen great when people open their eyes in the Christ in, in the new day ah, Jesus you killed me me? <laughs> now if the person's assignment is over if the person's assignment is over and many times it's only God and the person that will know in fact I've thought about for many times people want to go some people want to go I hope you know there's a friend of ours minister who said she had an encounter with Jesus and she knew that she was going to die. She, Jesus told her. So that kind of person the way she's saying it is like that thing is you know set. People have their personal work with God. Do you understand? But if you bring sickness around me it go collect. Are you getting my point? The fever was high. What did it do to the fever? Analyze the fever. 
fever, you are very high. You are highly lifted up. Fever, there is no one. In fact, this fever, you should be on fiver. He didn't analyze. Because many times, what you analyze, you crystallize. That's when you start checking Google, checking Google, checking Google. Symptoms. WebMD. The doctors, give me the news. There's a Mayo Clinic. Instead of having to go to Mayo Clinic, I will rejoice clinic. Before you go to Google, go to the Bible and chew on the word. When he rebuked the fever, what happened? What happened? And immediately, what did she do? She arose and two major things that sickness cost you. I'll give you some reasons why God wants you healed. Two major things. Sickness can stop you from rising to your true potential. Instead of you standing for the kingdom, they're lying down in bed. For some people, their pattern of malaise started with one long sickness. Now they just like sitting on the bed. Lying down on the bed, even when they are not sick. A pattern has been created. Some people cannot rise to become who God has sent them to be. Number two, a lot of people cannot serve as well. The Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. But how do you do that when there's a part of your loin or part of your back that you can't even stand in a prayer meeting for longer than 15 minutes? By the way, anybody with that kind of condition where there's a bone structure that stops you from being able to stand as fully functional, I proclaim that you are healed in the name of Jesus. That amen needs to resound with faith and audacity. I proclaim you healed in the name of Jesus. He healed and served now the next verse and immediately she arose and served when the sun was setting what happened all those who had any that were sick with dr jesus is he a specialist or a generalist specialist generalist generalist specialist which means there is no sickness is not able to heal he don't listen when you come to dr jesus he does not refer you to anybody else No bed space, no scanning machine. He is the scanner. He is the ultrasound. He is the X-ray because it's not just the A and the Z. It's every alphabet, including the X, and it's about to X some illnesses, X some diseases, X some strange movements in your body. All oh, somebody say all oh. black. White, men, tall, fat. He didn't say, hey, you, you see the junk you've been eating all over Jerusalem Cafe. Just be eating it anyhow. Why won't you be sick? See your nose fat with oil and your back with gas, oil and gas machine. <laughs> now he didn't ask for no insult. I found that so instructive because I don't know about you, but sometimes, I mean, well, my younger self, the Lord has helped me and I've matured. But sometimes, my younger self, people, you know, you tell people not to do stuff, they do stuff, they get into trouble. You'd be like, <laughs> I, I told, I sort of, I don't, I'm not saying I said it, but remember that I, 
a bit of sarcasm just wants to come in there. And there is no point. Are you trying to tell me that all of them were fit farm? Many of them were junk eaters. After I turned water to wine, they went into the water pot to be drinking, drinking, drinking more wine. Bread and fish, eating everything, back to back to back. Yet he never asks anybody, give me your dietary history. However, don't forget the Bible says that he was teaching and preaching. Teaching is explaining. So I'm sure in the teaching, people began to see light about not only how to get healed, but how to retain the healing. So the teaching ministry, listen, part of what the teaching ministry actually does is that teaching ministry shows you what wholeness is and how to stay in health so you don't get into the need for healing. God, listen, God doesn't use sickness to teach you. Many times if you have sickness, it's because you've not been well taught. Sickness does not come so that you can learn. It's because you didn't learn that sickness came and stayed. He healed them all. Various diseases brought to him. What did he do? He laid his hands on every one of them and we'll talk about energy transfer either on second service or Wednesday. God, if you notice that mission of healing is largely through two things. Number one, words. And number two, laying of hands. They are means of transferring energy. Contact, non-contact. Pairing, Bluetooth. Cable, Ethernet, wireless. These are technologies. Technology is not in front of God. It's behind the lane walk. How did God create? By speaking and by forming. He spoke and breathed into man. Then he molded his body. Those are the two ways you get healing as well. And for emotional and mental illness, it's atmospheric. What breath is coming into your consciousness? For healing many times, not just the blowing of the breath, like a preacher can do that, I can do that. It can also be the laying of the hands. Why? Because man's body was molded with what? The hands of God. Does it make sense? Yes. Do you see that God is not senseless? Because yeah. sometimes people make it look like God is just senseless, random. Hey, this one. Heal him. Kill him. God know they like him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's if you are in the uh, coverage area of the blanket of faith and there is faith, you get healed. All right. Let, let me see if I can give you two more. Ooh, my time. Two more. Not two more. Matthew. 15 29 to 31 you can play something jesus departed from there scattered the sea of galilee and went up on the mountain and sat down there verse 30 and they came to him the great multitudes came to him having with them the what lame what else blind what else mute what else maimed and many others and they laid them down at jesus's feet and he now <laughs> where did he sit? mountain top listen when people say that place is too far mm -mm. it's because they don't perceive that their solution is there 
Because how do you carry a lame person up a mountain? Some of you come from Ikorodu. Some of you, before we started the island church, you used to come from the island. Why? You knew that there was something God had placed here for you. That's why you drove by hundreds of churches. Those of you that live in the Egbeda Axis and some in the Egbeti Oda and where all the places you drove past because you knew there was something. Listen, when you generate the God life and you stare up and flex it, listen, nations will begin to come to you. Oh, that response does not sound like it's ready. Let me give you two more. How many did he heal? Did he say, oh, I'm a specialist in lame matters? Wouldn't that be lame? Now, I know that certain ministries have certain graces, right? You need graces. But even in those ministries, the authentic ministries, every kind still gets healed. There might just be more of certain kinds. Are you here? Let's look at one or two more. Somebody say, heal them all. Heal them all. Say, heal them all. Heal them all. Matthew 19, 1-2. Let me run. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan and great multitudes followed him and he healed them where? Did he say, come and see me in my office? Did he say that? Come to my church on Sunday. Listen, your anointing is not in a location. It's in a location. Your head. Christ. Are you here? Yes, sir. So, Bori, on that field, Ekbe, somebody went to Ekbe, Oakbembe. And so I said, oh, my leg is, you know, you're doing your sights thing. And then the person stumbled and fell in. Say, can I pray for you in the name of Jesus? And listen, please, when you say that prayer, don't look around for data. Otherwise, healing here, only my data. That's may not flow. Close your eyes. Or like somebody said, send them out of the room. Jesus did that. Create an atmosphere of faith and speak with audacity. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I proclaim you healed now. Sickness, you cannot stay. I speak to the bone structure. I speak to the muscles. I speak to the joint. You are perfectly aligned by the power of God. I command every swelling to go. I command every tear within and without to close up. I command the energy of the spirit to flow in the name of Jesus. There is a sound that compels the flow of power. They brought them to him and he healed them there. Let's go to Matthew 21 verse 14. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. How can the blind get there and the lame? Two unlikely people to move. They came. Do you know what it means? What stops people from coming are excuses. It's not blindness, not limbness. Are you getting? Because the blind found its way. Because they knew that if I can get to this place, if I can have this encounter, boom, 
the blind and lame that came and you know maybe what happened was that the blind got somebody to help him or the lame because even the blind cannot help the lame the blind cannot say let me carry you on my back listen if you're blind in an area stop partnering with lame people with Jesus and say these eyes they must see one of the things I will teach more in the second service is self-healing I do it all not all the time because I'm not sick all the time but if I feel anything in my body I have a process for almost any crisis in my in my uh, my world anything that is less than the God life right I'm not saying I'm perfect but I'm saying I'm growing amen I look at how did Jesus handle it so self-healing you will speak to that knee pain or back pain you cannot stay you can it's not a negotiation you tell it there's no room for you here no accommodation i cannot accommodate you i'm already christ dating i can accommodate the sickness I'm christ engaged you cannot stay. I speak to the sore throat. You cannot stay. Leave now in the name of Jesus. As I'm saying the certain things are already getting healed in your body. I see some deformities around the mid region, around the reproductive tract getting healed. There's a lady who has an unusual discharge in your private parts. The Lord just dried it up now in the name of Jesus. I see a lot of bone restructuring going, going on. A lot of bone restructuring. Matthew 14, we're going to close with this one. Matthew 14, 34 to 36. Then second service, I'll start with why God wants you healed and how to receive your healing. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick and begged him that he might only that they might only what so it was not only that woman who touched now does this it does not seem like it makes sense but it makes sense listen when you're flexing the god life even your hair ceases to be ordinary <laughs> you know why that energy is a, is a real energy. When the Bible says, tear up yourselves. When it says, build up yourselves. It's out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The God energy in your spirit man can actually diffuse. Somebody say, I'm always loaded. Say, I always have bright ideas. My battery is full. My faith is fresh. My face is focused. That they might touch them of his garment. And as many as touched it were made what? Perfectly well. Listen. The God life is not only liquid energy. It's not only liquid energy. You know, if you, you know, if they pour water on you, would the water stay or not? Will it stay? Yes. What does it compare the Holy Spirit to? Rivers of? living water so when the rivers are flowing can you be dry 
Oh, come on, talk now. Can you be dry? When the rivers are bubbling, are you going to get wet or not? If someone touches you, will they feel the moisture? That is the way healing virtue is. And it's not just potent energy. It is intelligent energy. Because there were different kinds of sicknesses. But by touching one... One prescription curing all. So by touching the Zoe of God, the divine energy took on the intelligence of God and said, this is the touch of someone that needs new eyes. Boom. This one needs new spine. Boom. The, the same touch. But the touch took the form of their expectation. Oh my If it was not intelligent, it was just pre-programmed. That means the person that needed spine will get new eyes, four eyes. The person that needed cancer gone will have two more on or something. Are you seeing? It's intelligent. Are you here now? Everybody raise your hands. Let's engage that God energy. You can start by praying in the spirit and glorifying God in other tongues. Engage the God life. Engage the God life. Engage the God life. It's an intelligent life. Raise your hands everybody Say after me in the name of Jesus I have the life of God I have the energy of the spirit at work in me out of my belly flows rivers of living water the energy of God surges through my being the spirit of God is welling up within me as a life-given river therefore I proclaim I am healed of every sickness every illness every disease every ailment and deformity known and unknown detected and undetected overt or covert spiritual or physical I speak to you sickness you cannot stay you cannot stay live now in the name of Jesus call that sickness by name I speak to you migraine live now in the name of Jesus I speak to you colon disorder live now in the name of Jesus I speak to you PCOS live now in the name of Jesus I speak to you tuberculosis syphilis gonorrhea HIV AIDS live now in the name of Jesus Jesus is touching right now Jesus is touching right now Tundi I see fire in your belly 
Send the room, I see fire in your belly. It's like a cyclone waiting to be released. Waiting to be released. For some of you, this service is not for healing in your body. It's for the holy anger. It's for the divine rage in your belly to rise and begin to do wonders in your family, amongst your friends, and everywhere you go. Nekopala sinataba, reto sinakata. He says, shall lay hands on the sick and the shall recover. In the name of Jesus, we take up serpents by the power of God. We take up serpents by the power of God. We come against territorial cyclical patterns. In the name of Jesus, we take on our divine inheritance of healing. Children is the healing is the children's bread. We embrace our covenant rights, our redemptive rights in, in God. Come very quickly. You will not, you will not incubate in your body, both of you. You will not incubate in your body. Anything in your bloodline, countermeasure it. Stroke, diabetes, migraine, high blood pressure. You will not replicate it in the name of Jesus. I come against every pattern of your bloodline. I come against every cycle in your body waiting for manifestation or activation. You will not go under the knife in the name of Jesus. I release the energy of God upon you. You are healed. I rebuke every strain. I rebuke every imprint, every impression. I rebuke. Leave now. Leave now. Leave now. In the name of Jesus. You will not be slaves of fear or captives of patterns of the past. In the name of Jesus. You are healed. Now somebody glorify God, adore him, honor him, exalt him, magnify his name, magnify his name. Oh, can you add a voice to it then? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.